Who's to say? I do enjoy Hi. that we got a guest here tonight, yes. and we brought Good them on. on so Gerard could read comments. <laughs> Not actually. Oh, Let's do. Yeah. No, no, no. We, are, we already we did the podcast. We're done. We already did it. Oh, we're done. Sorry. We did Rick. Rick had an easy go. Hey, let's do the <laughs> intro and then we'll get it. Okay. Uh, I'm Gerardi Peralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. And this is Serial Podcast 9, episode 83. MX83. The one where we, oh, good. Yes. Good, good. Not good. talking about that today, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a guest, and it's the second time we've had an international guest on. International Badman. Who wants to do the intro? Do you want to do your own intro? Would that be fun? Probably not. Yeah, I can do my own intro. Oh, I love um, it. Hit it, Rick. I'm uh, Rick Warner. I have a couple of JZXs. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. And yeah, that's about it. I should. I feel like I'll try to add to this. Do you have any cats? Um, that was a very humble intro, Rick. Rick is from Tucson, Arizona, has a bunch of sick cars and continually acquires and shifts and move through cars in fact if you were to go on the serial nine website right now hope unless anything changes on the website from when i say this to when it gets published <laughs> rick's car is on the website one yeah. of his cars is on the website also he, he's been nope, featured in a video on the youtubes he has yeah and all around maybe one of the no, that's not fair to say, because I met a lot of good people on, on, on Drift Week. But we met Rick in person at the track. I had talked to you, I think, over Instagram before that. And meeting Rick in person was great. And Rick, your home drifting track is? Muscleman Honda Circuit. That's the one, which is great. And honestly, that was my favorite stop from the Drift Week trip. Uh, it was the first stop. Kevin and I got there, and I was like, yo, if this is what Drift Week is going to be like. I'm I'm all for it. And then it like slowly wasn't necessarily like that. Uh, and that's it went from not like this slide. to like this. <laughs> yeah, it was like when we were in Arizona, there were a lot of serial nine cars and they were all night. Like they were all nice cars, cars that had the serial. Yeah, nine there were like, so many sick, sick cars in the parking lot at that but uh, muscle man that day. Well, Arizona looks like it has a pretty good scene or the, the build quality seems to be. Yeah, what's the scene like? So Arizona, there's a core group of really good dudes in the drift community. Just like anywhere else, there's a lot of trash, a lot of missile cars. But the core group of people, we're all really good friends. And we all kind of are pretty like-minded as far as how we build or fabricate or do anything with our cars. Like, we're just trying to get the most out of them and keep them somewhat looking cool. What separates an Arizona car from, say, like, I don't know, and any other car? Because, like, it was very distinct there, I felt, of, like, holy shit, these cars. So, there's a ton of nice cars. The way I've kind of always viewed it is we do like having more stylish cars than, say, maybe other parts of the country. But we still also like to have a car that's functional, so adding angle, but still trying to keep the car somewhat low. Flashy wheels, kits, paint, but you know, maybe maybe going eighty percent style and like, or maybe seventy percent style and like thirty percent functionality as far as like putting an angle kit on it, still making it fit and look good on the car. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, I was all. You also got to make your car work in like a million degree temperature. Yeah, we have no off season, so that kind of also sucks because we <laughs> yeah. we drift at night during the summer and we drift during the day in winter, so. <laughs> it's year round. Like we don't, we don't have an off season, like say the Midwest or even you guys up there. Double edged sword there, I guess. 
when do you yeah, know to like kinda. put your car away and rebuild it honestly the cars get put away during the summer yeah that's what i would think too it just just gets too hot yeah even oh, night cool. events it doesn't go below 90 till almost 9 10 o'clock at night like 90 degrees fahrenheit i don't know what that I mean, means in canadian it's, hot, but it's it terrible shit it's it's okay so i think that kind of then checks out when it's like you have to build a car that works because you have a long yeah that that is very warm yeah that checks out you got to build a car that works and is nice because it's important to have a nice car yeah so that that formula makes sense i want to it just seemed like people really got it you know what i mean like out of all of the places you know that i've you know been around like besides like maybe like actually at final boat and Schwano, it was like, yeah, the highest level of sick cars, like every, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah even in the parking scene. lot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, even in the parking lot, every car was like, sick. so obviously I have the core group of people that I hang out with and we're all very like-minded and maybe five, six years ago, a lot of people in Arizona were trying to build essentially pro-amp cars on like not a lot of budget. And then, one by one, people started to figure out that, oh, well, maybe I don't need to do that. Maybe I can just build a cool streetcar and it doesn't take all my money. Yeah, maybe I can build a cool streetcar, actually enjoy it, have fun with my friends and have some money. What would you say uh, was the catalyst for people changing their mind, like in your opinion? In my opinion, Phoenix is about two hours north of Tucson. Phoenix is about triple the size as far as population. So a lot more people are up there than down in Tucson. But a lot of Phoenix guys would come down to Musselman and we were there every month, every other month. And these guys are maybe showing up once every six months with their crazy kind of high-end crazy build. And they're just not getting the seats time that we're getting. And one by one over the years, they're like, okay, this is enough. Like I need to dial it back, build a car that I actually like, not a car that's out of out of my budget. There's yeah. that ebb and flow. Do you, I wonder if we're like going to see a resurgence of that. You know what I mean? Because like you're building a crazier engine. I'm building a crazier engine. It's like Gerard's already had a crazier engine. And like, you know, it's like, because now we're about to get into that level where it's like, all right, well, like one event is... One event is $2,000, you know? Yeah. I mean, I talked to you when we were at the Panade event. You know, I told you kind of what I spent on getting up there. I mean, yeah, drifting's not cheap anymore, especially once you start getting into the four or 500 horsepower level range and, and traveling like, like I did and like you did to come down. At some point, you only have so much money. At some point, you kind of need to make a decision like, where do I draw the line? I mean, I do feel that that line, though, is like is basically the car because, you know, yeah. you were saying like, oh, like, you know, I used to be able to go and drift for a whole day for two hundred dollars. And so you're like, I can't do that anymore. And it's like, no, you can't. But you're also putting a crazier motor in that's going to eat more tires. And it's like you're, yep. you're going further away from what you just said you wanted to sort of be able to do. It's But it's also like once you've had a taste like, you know what I mean? Like once you've had a taste of the 500 horsepower Jay-Z with the ankle kid and all the bushings and that, like, are you, are you able to go back to a 200 horsepower car and like really do, you know, like have that same I feel fun? like it'd have to be a vastly different car. You know what I mean? Like it'd have to be like, you're not going to like a 300 horse Jay-Z from a 500 horse Jay-Z. You'd probably have to go to like, I bet you'd have a shit ton of fun in like a beams powered TE or, yeah, or, or even like an S. 13 super super light that had maybe 
like a crazy NA motor with 250 horse or something like that. You know what I mean? Cause then it would just be like, yeah, like a little go-kart compared to, but I mean, I, I feel, yeah, that, that would be super fun, but it also feels like that beams TE. It's not cheap. You know what I mean? You're probably going to need no. axles and like all this stuff and like, you know, an ECU. Yeah. You'd have like... to have some sort of car that was like, I guess maybe like a, like a Z or, or totally just gutted out G35 or whatever, like something absolutely that was, enough just say bmw it's fine you can say bmw well no you you can't not really because well i guess you could but like for example in the hmm. e90s the best you're going to get is a 330i which has like 260 horse maybe and it's 3000 it's almost 3500 pounds man and like on paper i'll pop Nissan those tires looks, looks a lot better you know what i mean <laughs> nissan's like lighter and has more power and angle kits are a fucking dime a dozen for a Z or, or whatever. I guess one thing you guys don't have and a the lot cars of are cheaper is, is rain drifting. Yeah. Cause all of those, all of these cars, you could have so much fun in the rain and not spend much money and not have much tire wear. And it's, you're not abusing the car nearly as much. I don't personally like drifting nope. in rain either though. I mean, if I, I'm in the I'll, Altezza, I don't really like it, but Oh, you mean I like, also don't like drifting in the rain. <laughs> yeah. But Jerry loves to drift in the snow. No, I love drifting in the rain, but not in my drift car on the track. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Every time exactly, I go to the yeah. track, okay, okay, and yeah. I'm like, Got it. you know. And it rains. You, yeah, it just sucks. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, I wish it was dry, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's raining outside, and I'm yeah. like, oh, here's a corner presented with a corner. <laughs> I drift it, you know? Down here, it seems like the, the cost-effective car at this point is like, 350z g35 i mean i'm sure it's like that probably the majority of the country at this point because the only chassis left that you can buy besides e36 e46 the only chassis you can buy that's under 10k now the e90s are hella cheap but they just they shouldn't have the same yeah, i don't know if that's maybe as e46 i was gonna say i don't know if that's like a slightly localized thing too like we just have so many bmws here oh no they're everywhere man but Sure. Yeah, no, but here it's like, <laughs> there's more of them for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, you because know, of the status symbol. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like not you know you, not so much anymore. Calgary too. You can buy a 335i down here, so twin turbo inline six. Yeah, E90. You can buy a six speed one for around ten to twelve thousand yep. US. Yeah, it's but it's going to have a ton of miles. And it's already been tuned and it's already been flogged on and you don't know what it's going to pop. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Those N54s though. Like I, I don't actually see a lot of them drifting. I don't know if it's just cause that the people, the engines themselves are fairly reliable, but everything that controls the engine and everything else that's attached to the engine is not. So they're almost like a Jay-Z that way, except, except poorly, like all the sensors and shit and the injectors are, are pretty garbage. Well, <laughs> good. Hey, Rick, I got some questions for you because I was curious and I made, I prepared and I was like, here's some things I want to know about Rick before we go even more into it. So they're just quick questions. 20 questions. Are you ready? There you go. It's like lightning five. round. Lightning round <laughs> begins. All right, Rick, what was your first car? 94 Honda Civic EX Coupe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Before we go on, what's Rick's Instagram, bro? 
Rick, tell everyone your Instagram. Well, people will have to know who that, how to find Rick or who the hell Rick is. Like if they don't know okay. who he is. Yeah, yeah, um, you're, you're right. He's, no, he's Rick Werner. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Instagram is Rick FTMFW. Nice. Perfect. Rick for the motherfucking win. That's what I always say. You yeah. know, and then Rick for the motherfucking win said, all right. Okay. <laughs> Civic. Hey, what's your dream car? Honestly, probably a 991 GT3 RS. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. What is your next car? Oh, for me personally, it's either going to be a JBS 171 or an S15. I just don't know which. Gee, those are both okay. good cars those are uh and finally i feel like if i was getting an s chassis i'd get an s15 oh yeah remember when i got booed at the sim racing thing kevin for picking an s15 <laughs> someone was like oh anyway okay um hey rick what track do you want to drive at mission raceway i know you do ross <laughs> <laughs> I really want to drive it park if they ever open it back up, but it's not looking right. Too yeah, yes. me too. So yeah. I want to drive Summit wanna... Point. Summit Point looks so sick. Where's Summit Point? Southeast. It's at the sun up, okay. obviously. Yeah, there's it's a there's a point. There's a point. There's a point and yeah. I as a side, I just how does everyone feel about the uh, is it Appalachia Drift events? Yeah, that shit's so sick. Oh so, yeah. Honestly, cool. those are sick. Yeah. Yeah, cool, I yeah. fucking love it. Yeah, anyway, I mean, how could you not? It's like all of what drifting's supposed to be, you know? Yeah, it's just everything from it looks so rad. Anyway, I think it's yeah. great. All right. Hey, Rick, how many cars have you owned? Rough number if it's a lot. That's going to take a bit. Let me somewhere, count be, somewhere between 25 and 30 cars. Holy shit. Okay. Which one was your favorite? Um, Probably the JZX90. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Hey, which was your least favorite? <laughs> oh, probably the JZX90. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 97 Prelude. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking Prelude. You're, yeah, you're, you're preaching to Ryan. That's, right. a, that's a BB4 yeah, that's or BB6. I think it's a BB4. Doesn't matter. There's Isn't it? 97, 97 was first year of last generation. Oh, first year of BB6. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, it was an auto. It was an auto though. That's why it sucked. Was it an SH? No, thank God. Oh shit! Super handling. Super handling, buddy. It's not regular Bunch handling. Bunch of bullshit. Those cars. <laughs> okay, sorry. Have, uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, I hate Preludes. I, I think we uncovered that trauma on the podcast, and I've never let it go. Anyway, Ryan hates any car that's not a Toyota. To clarify, I love last generation preludes. That yeah. one was terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll just edit that part out. I don't hate anything that's not a Toyota. I like Nissans. Yo, know, speaking of which, I recently saw a body, a wide body kit for that prelude. I think it was just a rendering, but it was like, yo, like you could buy this. I can't remember what what uh, company was, it was but I was like, yo, what? <laughs> You're so angry, Ryan. I am. <laughs> I finished my first beer and now I'm angry. Uh, no. Sounds about right. Okay. Focus. That's what I'm going to do. You finished uh, your first I wanna... beer? Halfway yeah, are you done your onslaught of questions or what? 
Mine was an eight percenter, and it was real. It was a thick one. It was called Teddy Bear's Picnic, which is an extra heavy stout with extra peanut butter and banana. Stout. Yeah, Ooh. it's fucking it's sitting heavy. Yeah, that was a fight. Uh, it was a fight. Now I'm in it. I was going to say a funny story was before we did this, uh, Rick wanted to test his connection. And this is how much of a car guy Rick is. He was like, let's try my laptop. And it was just not connected. It was bad. And then, and then he messaged me. He's like, it's because this is the laptop I use to tune cars. So Rick had to use <laughs> his girlfriend's like MacBook to do the, do the call with us, which I appreciate. But I was like, I don't know if I've heard anything like that car guyish in a long time just yeah just hey why here's a question because i was talking to a tech guy at work today and it's like and rick obviously you can answer this because you got the old laptop can you not just get a new laptop that you can tune cars with or is does it not work the same or is it just like not worth it it's not worth it i just have a laptop that's good enough to run link software on and i don't really need a laptop for work or anything like that so and what do you do for work i am a production manager slash foreman for a honda dealership oh good You're for a dealership uh production manager so i'm a shop foreman dispatcher production manager i babysit technicians uh, yeah. Ah, good. It's good. like it's a new age, a new age name for a shop manager. Like administrative assistant is a new yeah, age. Yeah, I was like secretary. Producing, I guess you're producing labor. So. Producing labor, getting, yeah, getting, yeah. Get that good. Yeah. <laughs> My shop's really large. I have like 30 technicians. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. My my shop has 36 bays in it. That's so wow. basically you just manage people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, How many like service writers are there? Um, ten. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> dude! I can't even imagine a dealership that big. How many cars like, you guys? Yeah, like how, like how many people? Like yeah, like how many people? How many people are <laughs> like servicing? You know uh, I mean? Like so everybody, um, everyone there day. owns a Honda. There's nothing but Hondas. <laughs> <laughs> busy day. We'll see one thirty to one hundred and fifty cars whoa dude that's Jesus. <clears throat> what do you daily do you daily a honda say yes. I daily a no do you own a honda do you own a honda nope okay. <laughs> i daily my truck 2500 cummins yeah, <laughs> that's cool shop foreman vehicle you know i live seven miles from work so yeah, not too shabby. Should, should, uh, should daily a uh, big block Chevelle then in seven miles, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a four rotor RX seven, you know? <laughs> Run it. <laughs> fill it up. <laughs> yeah, stop on the but, way to fill up. Yeah. <laughs> and you do a lot of so when you do all the work on your own cars, you do it at home in your garage. Is that yeah? Right. As on. much as I can in the garage. You don't have a dedicated bay at Honda? No. <laughs> Always with a Toyota on, on the lift? Rick's bay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. What do houses cost out there? Jesus. Good. I don't know. It's a valid question. That's a good question. What, is it is. Cost? Just... what do houses generally cost? What does a half-decent house cost? It's just, it was out of left field is all. I had other car-related questions. Garage. All right. No, you're right. I appreciate it. I assume he's got a question. nice garage. That's his garage. It looks pretty nice. Uh, the market out here 
is pretty bad right now. Realistically, to get a decent house with like maybe a three car garage is like four to six hundred grand US. <laughs> three car garage. I, oh, that's crazy. I, I did not pay that for my home. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. Canadian dollars, that's what, like 800? Yeah. I don't know. It's 800 grand. Yeah. Six to 800. And if you get three car garage for 800 grand, buddy, you're living in, you're living in fucking Calgary <laughs> or <laughs> Alberta generally or the island, I guess. Yeah. Can you? That's cool, man. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is cool. That's pretty good. That's nice. That sounds good. You got a high ceiling in there, <laughs> eh? Your garage. That's a high ceiling. Um, it's like oh, okay. The rafters are like ten feet. Yeah, so you can put a car up on a hoist. But it's not full height. Yeah. Yeah. Do like a do like a two post that only goes like ten feet high and then just roll around under it on a stool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Any uh, garage that can accommodate a hoist and actually get some semblance of height out of it is rad. Because I've seen garages where it's like yeah literally just the height of like the door and you're like what the fuck is this you know what I mean? <laughs> rick what cars are you working on in your garage right now and what are you doing to them working on my 2j that it's going into my 90 and been working on my roommate's s14 oh okay got it right on gerard would appreciate the s14 oh yeah oh shit are those t37vs 11 neg 31 in full chrome oh were those done by sensei 6 or whatever nope uh, who, chrome, who chromed the wheels some guy in tijuana oh, <laughs> that's pretty yeah, can, sick can, can i send you my stuff to get get chromed no the way that works is if it gets lost you're shit out of luck yeah so you just kind of like <laughs> see you later hope to come back all right Yep, pretty much. That's a pretty uh, big uh, risk with T37Vs, man. Oh, yeah. The front's a 10 <laughs> neg 24. Oof, man, that's sick. Yeah. All metal fenders. Oh, wow, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, sure you posted uh, a photo of that car Kevin, right, when we were, right when we were there. And what are you doing to the S14 right now? Um, just going through it. We uh, Every Halloween, we do spooky drift at the local track at Muscleman. And... Uh, mm-hmm. He drove it all weekend for the first time after finishing it. So now we're going through it. Oh, cool. Blew out exhaust manifold gasket. Uh, rack's not having the best time. So I already have a rebuilt rack sitting here for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sick looking car, man. What, what era? 30 year old rack not loving the 10 inch wide fronts? Probably not. That's why I have a rebuilt rack sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> what body kit does the S4? Uh, 326 power. 326 power. Oh, oh, all the right. I do appreciate that car. That looks sick. It's an SR? Yeah. Yep. Cool. cool. SR. Tell me what it makes. It makes like 300. Yeah, that's sick. That's sick. Yeah. I feel like Gerard would really appreciate just being in like the Arizona car scene from what Kevin and I saw. Yeah. When Gerard's griping that like not everybody has cool cars, you'd just be there and be like, oh, like enough people have cool cars. Yeah. Yeah, He'd be like, oh, okay. I get it now. People yeah. are doing this on mass and it's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aren't you getting a car delivered on Friday? I mean, it's not your car, but it's a car that is coming to. Hey, didn't you get yeah. a car delivered in between now and the, and when you're listening to this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. My girlfriend is purchasing a C5 Z06 Corvette. Oh, sick. <laughs> That's pretty cool. C5, eh? What did she drive prior to this? 
Uh, she had a JZS 147 Aristo, and yeah. she had a five-speed manual uh, IS 300. Yeah. Perfect. Love both, it. Both both great choices. Yeah. yeah those are both. Keeper, Is she getting a red Corvette or what? Yep. Oh, actually, nice. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> While we were at uh, Muscle Man, I had that problem where my uh, my dual caliper E brake line had like rubbed on the the wheel and like blown through. And then Rick was on the phone and he was just like, "Yeah, I just live down the house. Like, I'll just call my girl." And then like all of a sudden I hear him on the phone. And he's like, "Yeah, blah blah." Like, a, you know, there's a dash three line. It'll be uh, it's over here by this box of this and that. And like, yeah, I know. Just it's a regular flex line dash three. Blah blah blah. blah. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, he's going to bring the line. And I'm like, yo, like your girlfriend knows that much about cars that you can just like say it's a dash three line. And he was just like, no, man, I was, I was talking to my roommate. I was, like, <laughs> I was just so loud. I was like so stoked. I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> yo, what's in the water? No, um, yeah, exactly. What's in the water down here? Oh, I was going to ask something. Oh, yeah. Rick, when did you start drifting? How long have you been drifting for? I got into drifting pretty late. I started drifting started taking drifting seriously around 2014. Well, you should never take it seriously. That's the problem. Well, but like, actually, like I got decent. I'm just being an asshole. I'm just being an asshole. It's just a classic um, Kevin comment that you got to live with. Yeah, yeah just classic, classic Kevin move. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started, so I really like started getting obsessed with drifting around 2014. What got me into it was... I've been longtime friends with uh, AJ from Risky Devil. Who? AJ Gillette. Yeah, that wise drinking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, so me and him have been friends for probably 15 years, even before he started getting into drifting. And, uh, you know, he got into it. I really enjoyed it and kind of followed suit. Before you were into drifting, you were what kind of cars were you driving or like? Because you weren't um, always a Toyota guy, but typically road racing. Um, I was pretty deep into Evos at that point. My last Evo was making like 550 stroke stroker motor, big turbo. I just I did road racing for years, and <laughs> so you downgraded into drifting. Yes, I did. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah i I got into I don't know I got into drifting, and it took over. And now I have no, no more Evos, and <laughs> all I have is JZSs, <laughs> which are rad. All of the cars I've seen from you are just super sick. I'm like, it just feels like you've always just been really into whatever you're into, which is like super cool to see. And having people that go to different, we'll say the word vocations, I suppose, in the car scene is also super cool, man. So just road racing to drifting is such a wild leap for me, but yeah. cool that you did it. Jerry's trying to go the other way. He just wants to road race. Well, I don't just want to road race. I want to road race in addition to, I just want to do all the shit, man. Everything. Um, all the at shit. the time when I, at the time I was younger, wasn't making as much money. It was kind of pick one. And I picked what I thought was more fun at this time for me and just kind of went down the rabbit hole. How far did you go with road racing i mean it wasn't serious it was just hit all the tracks around arizona like it was fun went to new mexico like met a lot of good people but i don't know just the good people that i've met in drifting 
pushed so much further to want to do that way much more than like road racing. Yeah. I think the would you... community in drifting is really what honestly I feel like makes uh makes drifting what's the word so magnetic to to guys and I mean obviously some girls but mostly just guys and and people that are you know into cars, right? Cuz it's like journey from point A to point B is is really short. It's like you build a car, you're drifting, but like the community is sort of like instantly there. Whereas like, I feel like I don't really know, but I know in road racing, it's more kind of like not, not quite as tight knit and like homey, like, yo, what's up, bro? Like sit car, like, you know, and you go and everyone's just there to kind of like do stupid shit, you know? Like That's the thing. Like, yeah. Like I feel like drifting is more like we're all here to have fun. And it's like, I like, you know, your fun might be a little bit different than my fun, but if I'm seeing that you're having fun and you're progressing and doing good, I'm stoked for you and you know, but like, it's not so much like, Oh, us versus them, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it, and the fact that there's yeah. no like hard set sort of competition or number or time, I feel like that sort of like takes it, like removes that aspect of like, I wouldn't really say it's competition, but like seriousness, maybe I don't really give a shit if my tires are four PSI over or under, or like if my camera is one or two degrees off or like the fuck I didn't hit the apex on that lap. You know what I mean? It's like, you just, you just kind of go and like you do some shit, have a few fun laps, you know, it's cool, you know? Yeah. And that's just me. But I mean, I'm sure there is obviously different types of drifting where it's very serious and, and that four PSI is, is very important. <laughs> just not me. <laughs> And, yeah, and the type of drift events that I go to, or Kevin maybe goes to, and you guys go to. What I've noticed more than anything, the trips and the places I've gone around the country with drifting, like I've shown up to US Air and I've been offered a car to go drive. Like just flew in, didn't have a car. You'll never get that in like a road racing atmosphere. <laughs> like this is my car, stay away, don't touch. This is my baby. But unless you unless you're like a professional driver and you could set a better lap time in their car than they can, then maybe they would yeah. let you do it, you know? Like <laughs> Or maybe they exactly. wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. This is a weird question for you, but what's the media presence like in road racing? Nothing. Cuz I was going to say from my perspective, like drifters, yes, you can do fun drifting or you can do competitive drifting. But at the end of the day, no matter how competitive they are or how much they're into just having fun, all of them at the end of the day kind of also just want like sick photos or video of them doing a thing. <laughs> I don't know if that maybe exists in road racing because like road racing feels very like road racing. You have the number though. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, you have the yeah. number. Yeah, You'd like yeah. when That's it's true. like drag racing. When you have the number, yeah. like it doesn't matter if there's a a photo or a video like it's cool if you have a video for sure but like you still have the number there's no ever yeah. a number with drifting so you you need the footage you know yeah and i think that's an interesting aspect of it i suppose an observation that and then yeah like kind of harkening back to what gerard said too it's like yeah with the road racing you also still have the number so it's like there is a definitive i am better than you yeah you know and it's or like I'm the people than you exactly and the people who are quicker are going to have an attitude, you know, cause that like, why wouldn't you, you're, you know, and then, yeah, it just, it is much, it feels like a way more competitive atmosphere. Like I got to see it a bit when we camped out at the, at the Ridge for that global time attack for two days or whatever. And like, it was like definitely a different experience being on that track. I didn't even, I'm not even accelerating as fast as I can. Like I'm, I'm, you know, like my tires are square. Like 
and I'm going over 200 kilometers down the front straight, like easy. I can't imagine having like a properly set up car and actually attacking all of those corners. Yeah. It must be such a feeling, you know? I think road racing uh, is for like gentlemen and drifting is kind of like glamorous dirtbags, you know? They just want that, that, that picture. It feels like drifting is like the car equivalent of motocross or moto X. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? It's kind of like all those freestyle sports, right? All the freestyle skating, sports, exactly. BMXing, yeah. uh, you know, rollerblades, whatever. Figure skating. Sports. You know, parkour, if you're not skating. <laughs> I went to a parkour tournament once. It was interesting. Actually? Uh, was it yeah. after a Dungeons and Dragons fucking competitive event or what? No, is that? I think I'd much I mean, rather watch, pretty cool. I'd it's much just, rather watch kind of, a parkour yeah, event than a. Gerard, one one lives in people's event. minds. One thing is like it lives in people's minds and imagination, and like the other one, people are like out there jumping shit all wily and. It's so funny know. too because I like I occasionally start watching some. I don't know how I got on it, but like in you know, like the extreme dudes were like. Oh, I'm just gonna like jump this gap across a fucking skyscraper, and you're like thinking in your head, like, bro, like, yeah. okay, you're cool, like, you don't need to fucking jump a skyscraper, <laughs> man, like, you're good, you know, like, it's just wild with those guys. Uh, I went thrill. to a parkour thing with my buddy who was into cars and then got into parkour, and he was explaining it to me, and he was just like, honestly, it's a ton like drifting. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, there's like the dudes that do it. It's like a version of you that's just there. He's the guy that does all the media. And then there's the person that's really good at it. The people that do it for fun. It's like every entourage and drifting. And I was like, oh, OK. It just. That kind of makes I don't sense. know. Like, yeah. Are you into parkour, so, Rick? No. So <laughs> the other big difference that I noticed from road racing to drifting is road racing, you have like this is how a car should be set up. This is, you don't go outside this box. You add as much air as you can. You get this coil over, you do this suspension mod, you make the car rotate this, that, and the other. Whereas drifting, you can put the big chrome shiny wheels. You can put the big stupid aero kit. You can, you can put a big wing on it, whether or not it's functional. You, you okay. can do these things that, you know, make the car look cooler. Whereas necessarily like not everything that you do with a road race car, like makes it look cooler. No, yeah, objectively, fact, you would say a lot of quite, things don't. Quite the opposite a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thing, right? It's like an expression. Like that's why I said glamorous. Like there is that very glamorous aspect to drifting. It's like, and same, and and that whole thing. It wouldn't exist without the photos. You know what I mean? It's like you want to make the car look cool to get the cool photo of you doing the cool thing. That's essentially what it's all about. <laughs> so. Were there any big lessons yeah. that carried over from doing road racing when you went into drifting, or did you have to like? Do you think it helped you hard rise racing? to the skill level you're at quicker? Like, have you only been doing this for like um, eight years or six years or whatever? Like, you're, you know, or do you think that was just um, the seat time actually, every day at Muscleman? Actually, coming from a road racing background, at least for me personally, it hindered me more than anything. The way you drift around like a track is a hundred percent different than how you road race around a track. So, so it was like kind of having to reteach myself essentially how to flick a car, like into like turn one at Muscleman. You wouldn't do that in a road race car, like at all. So it went yeah. against everything that I had kind of, you know, taught myself and like learned over the years. Hmm. Hey Kevin, what did you do at turn one at Muscleman again? I can't quite remember. <laughs> I went when I was trying to follow Naoki and just like flew off track that time or yeah yeah, yeah you're like I'm gonna one? catch him that, is yeah. that the one yeah 
Yeah. yeah. I was like, yo, I get to drift with him, but from behind, so he can't drive into me. And I'm like, I'll just catch up to him. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm off the track. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Indeed. Hey, uh, maybe I asked this. What was the best track you drifted at? Or what's the best track you've ever driven at, actually? Is? Muscleman and US Air, honestly. All right. Good. I've have you ever ro- have you road raced at Muscleman? Yes. Yes, actually. Yeah. yeah. How's that? I have. In a 300 horsepower or less car, it's very fun. In anything over 3, 350, the track's a little small. Yeah, it's just too um, tight. But about an hour south of Tucson is Indy Motorsports Ranch, which is like a three-mile, like, big road course. Isn't an hour south of Tucson, Mexico? Yeah, it's like it's like southeast of Tucson is a, a little town called Wilcox, and there's a rather large racetrack built in built in oh, into the side sick. of this mountain, and it's and it's three miles long, and you can do you can do 150 plus down the back straight. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna add people here uh, when they go street drifting sometimes put the location as Mexico. And I actually thought that was what you're getting at. You're like, oh, we're just going to go over the border and illegally drive very quickly. <laughs> no, actually, uh, Indy Motorsports Ranch. Indy is Motorsports like a, Ranch. Is Indy actually, or Indeed? I-N-D-E. There you go. Oh, in, in I, already got, I already got it pulled up. <laughs> yeah, it's that track is awesome for road racing. Um, yeah. I've done I've done in an r35 gtr i've done like 170 down the back straight wow yeah it's it's pretty gnarly the elevation change looks nuts is it cool that the back straight is a downhill so front straight by the tower then you go around a a right hand turn you come down onto the back straight and then it's a wide right and it goes straight up a hill okay so yeah i'm looking at it backwards yeah yeah Wow, it looks cool. Uh, I watched an Evo do three cartwheels behind me going up that hill. He started washing dishes going up the hill trying to follow me. Oh, it was bad. (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) Jesus. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh, it was was wild. Yeah, that turn off the back straight going up the hill, pretty much how big your balls and how good are your tires? I have two friends who have cavitated C6 6 engines going around that turn up the really? hill at about a buck forty because all the oil goes to <laughs> one, one side. Yeah. Cavitates. Yep. <laughs> two of my friends have blown up motors doing that. I I yeah. do. I wish we could uh, translate because we do everything in kilometers an hour, and then when you say it in miles per hour, and then you know there's. Maybe it gets a little bit lost in translation. I wish we had a live, like, correct, like, translator. I mean, I could, I, I could do that if you want. 272 kilometers an hour. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's fast as fuck, man. Uh, yeah. Hey, Gerard, does your brain just calculate that? Like, no, no, he's got a phone in his hand. just calculated that. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's six 700 horsepower bets on Nikki Thompson or Hoosier, like, road race slicks. And they can do about 140 and they start cavitating motors on that turn. So that's about like two G's or one point, like high 1.5s to some G's. <clears throat> that's a that's a lot of G's in for like an extended amount of time. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like, does uh, like, is could you do that? Like, could you get like a scraper plate or a baffle pan or like? Yeah, that's. Or is it like a, full like dry sump at that point? So C6 Z06 is already dry sump, but you could do better than factory dry sump. That's probably the only way to fix it. Crazy. <laughs> factory dry sump yeah. is also crazy. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Yeah, how did you know that? Factory yes. dry sump. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had an LS. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> Will you ever have an LS? I, I I got no problem with LS. Oh, you're uh, on you LS. I I feel like I'd rather have an LS than a UZ. Hundred percent. Oh All right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> At least I can like just it. get all those all those heads and cams and fucking intakes and shit from Performance World for like nothing. Not nothing, but you know, yeah. like next peanuts. Make like a five or six hundred horsepower NA seventy five hundred RPM V eight. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I don't think I'd be too sad about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can actually make it sound cool. I'd be down with like a Coyote motor yep. too. It's vastly more expensive and complicated, but sure. Yeah, but also like, <laughs> they, like make five, they make like five hundred out the box, and they are they sound ridiculous too, dude. I mean, there are five hundred horse LS out the box too, right? Coyote motors are actually really good out of the box. With uh, you put a whipple on them and do oil pump gears, they'll make 750 wheel. That's it. That's all they need. And then I guess you have to run like the forward gearbox. Like I guess they, you can get one. Is a seven speed? I think it is on that thing. I think it's a seven on the Mustang. Yeah, <clears throat> that was still six speed. I don't know oh, about okay. the new new maybe ones. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's on the Porsches only that are seven speed. But yeah, that's pretty sick. And I guess they're Arizona's relatively cheap these days too. I mean, you can buy one for under 40k for like a Mustang GT. Throw a Whipple on it, uh, put oil pump gears in it, make 700. That's pretty fucking crazy. That's then still a fair amount of cake though. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was talking about the motors, but yeah, I mean, I guess 40k for that car is like actually pretty good. That's like a 20, 2018. Again. Translated to Canadian dollars. Yeah, but it, probably most people listening are not listening in Canadian. That's you know? not necessarily true, Kevin. I look at the stats all the time now. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're an actual car guy, uh, Ryan, you know the difference between everything's in USD. You know, everything's currency. in USD, and every car thing ever is talks about zero to sixty. They're not talking about zero to ninety-eight kilometers. You literally said kilometers when you were talking about driving down the back straight. Not that's that. cause yeah, because that's how my that's how history. my head works exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then but that's I'm, how my mind I, works. I'm a metric car guy. I'm used to having to do all the conversions. Yeah. Exactly. Good. <laughs> Even though I I'm hate hieroglyphics, I'll tell you what half inch and seven sixteenths of shit is. I know what it is. It's just I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I don't ever I want to use want... it, but if I have to, I will. Yeah. Listen, if someone's listening, I just want to make sure they get the difference. Okay, context matters. I cannot well, urge people, this people have many hyper-powered computers in their hand, yeah. and if they really care, they could do They're the probably passively listening. And There's a like, little Kevin's... pause button where you'd be like, what the hell's one Oh, for fuck's sakes. That's not happening. That's not how people <laughs> Well, Ryan when, you do, when you do the, Ryan, when you do the edit, as Rick talks and says his MPH and Fahrenheit, you can just be like, boo, 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 boo. Yeah. yeah, I might do that, and then Vern can tell me, call me not a real car guy again. I'm very polite. I'm just fucking with you, obviously. Ah, you son of a bitch. You level um, two. 
Yeah, real level two. But I got all those clouty <laughs> serial nine parts on my car. Um, so that's good. Oof. Hey, Rick, if you're building a car, what's the thing that you do? What's the most important thing for you? Coming from road race, does, does it actually change from road racing to like what? It does, obviously, but from road racing to drifting, how does it change? What's the most important thing when you're building a road racing car? And then what's the most important thing when you are building a drift car? You probably have to um, air if it's put together properly. Gerard, I'm asking Rick. I know. I'm just speaking. Um, <laughs> honestly, coilovers are kind of the most important thing for both to me. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, just 100% honest. Like, got to have a good coilover when racing and got to have a good coilover when you're drifting. Stock suspension ain't right. going to cut it. And Okay. Well, that's good. I, Do you have a preferred brand? The two cars that I currently have, one's on stances and one's on fortunes. Both have been great. Perfect. Yeah. I, right up your I've, I've run I've run fortune and stances for years and I've never had an issue. So that's kind of it, man. <laughs> mm. Yeah, those yep. also have no complaints with those brands. I was just going to say, yeah, my joke was basically like on a drift car. Sometimes the tech is very laughable, whereas on a road race car, your life is literally in fucking danger 60 to 80% <laughs> of the time. Like, so you definitely need to give a shit about how that thing is put together and you're not using like Godspeed arms and, you know, fucking foo wang chew knuckles and shit. On Mis- mismatched tires. Yeah. Yeah. Completely like, non-existent lug nuts or lugs. Yeah. Or aluminum, like cheese ball lug nuts. It's just not happening. Right. Cause like, if you actually care about your life, you're probably not doing those things. So yeah, yeah, that's my that pretty my... much. Honestly, what I was paying towards the end of like road racing, once I had an Evo that was making 550 horse, what I was paying to do road racing, because it was buying a new set of tires, like every two track days, putting fresh yeah. pads in the car, doing all the fluids, you're buying Toyo R888s or a full set of them. You're buying yeah. brand new Hawk pads, project new pads, whatever. Like by the end of it, I mean, you spend a couple grand on a track day, like doing road racing with a 500 plus horsepower Evo. Yeah, 100%. So would you drive that car to the track and then switch to your your tires? No, I drove it like that on the street. <laughs> That's why you had to buy new tires, Rick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. How are you supposed to set PBs on tires that you drove there on? PBs. <laughs> you know, Arizona's kind of, funny too so arizona the car community overall is relatively small so you get a lot of people that do multiple things with their cars like i had an evo that made 550 and i was street racing people on saturday nights and road racing once every couple months down at indy or wherever i was going or go up to phoenix there's a lot of intermingling of a lot of different people in Arizona. That's why I, I have friends with vets, friends with Mustangs, drift friends, road race friends, all sorts of people that uh, that's cool. I, I mingle with. Do you uh, get that roll race, highway race culture that uh, Texas has? A little bit, but not nearly as much as Texas. How are the how are the cops in Arizona when yeah, it comes to vehicles? Ooh, Arizona is pretty lax as far as modifications and as far as what you can and can't do with your car if the cops catch you doing something dumb they usually kind of come down on you decently hard sometimes you'll get a cool cop more likely 
Most of the time, you really don't, though. You got any horror stories or what? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not not anything drifting related. I got caught doing. This was a long time ago. I got caught doing a freeway pull against a vet at like a hundred and forty, hundred and forty yeah. mile an hour. Hey, um, Rick, thanks yeah. for converting it to miles per hour for me. Sorry, <laughs> he said. Oh, I like what, it. What's one hundred and forty mile an hour? Like. You said it was like 225. Two, yeah, it's 225. Two, two, yeah. 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 That's pretty, a, pretty cooking. Yeah. That's going kind of fast. <laughs> so, yeah. What happened there? Um, Did the car, the car taken away or what? No, no. I got a big old ticket. Paid a, paid a big fine and just kept, kept it moving. That's cool. So, no. Uh, yeah. They don't, there's no actual like inspection or weird shit where you're going to, they're going to take your car off the road or, yeah, what if they're like, yo, this thing, no, this not thing really. looks too nuts. So cool, if man. you don't, you don't, the only time they really take your car off the road is if they like, if they catch you drunk driving or catch you with no insurance. That's pretty much it. Oh, um, that's besides good. that, they'll let you drive home and usually just give you a ticket. Wow. They don't have any like uh, defect vehicle shit there. They're not like, yo, this, this shit's unsafe. I mean, we saw those no. like road, we saw those road trains, but I think that was mostly in California. Yeah, that like, was in California one mexican pickup towing like three other cars down back to mexico like just on the on the road oh we have those yeah oh we have those. yeah 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 <laughs> middle of the night they come they come down the freeway from phoenix to tucson <laughs> it's like it'll be like uh it'll be like a box truck with a toyota pickup like sticking out the back and then it's towing like three more behind it yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> Yeah, they're like none crazy. of the cars. The only There's the that. only the vehicle driving might have lights, but the other three don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it always says like right. in tow spray painted on the back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In tow. <laughs> oh. In in the middle of the night, pitch black darkness. Hey, uh, Rick, um, have you always lived in Arizona? Uh, most of my life. Moved here when I was a kid. Oh, where'd you move from? Maryland, Maryland. Coast. Ooh. Yeah. All right. How old were you when you moved? Like 10. Okay. I was going to be like, what was the Sorry. car scene like in Maryland? And it's like, well, I was 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, not a clue. Monster truck. No <laughs> idea, right? Yeah. Uh, Transformers hey, were really you... big in my group at the time. Yeah. I was big into Autobots. Uh, Power Wheels. If you had to. If you were to go to any other state in the U.S., like if you had to live in any other state in the U.S., where would you go? So not going to lie, after this trip to the Panic Made event in Oregon, I've been looking at houses left and right. Like every every couple of weeks, I jump on online and look and see what's for sale up in like Portland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You come up to the Pacific Northwest. That's what I want for all of us. <laughs> It's, um, it's so nice. It's so nice there. I do enjoy it quite a bit. You yeah, can deal with the rain. Are you just like so so done after that summer of like continuously 120 degree Fahrenheit weather or what? I I've gotten so used to it. Like in the summer, like I said, we put the cars away. So like I go to work, my shop stays seed, and I we just don't go outside till 10 o'clock at night to work on cars. That's like the Philippines or some shit, man. Like everywhere you go is AC. 
it's like it's weird i show up there and everyone's wearing like long sleeves and jeans and shit I'm like what the fuck is it like, the cars they see the malls they see your houses they see nobody ever is outside it's just too hot yeah i got like a little like mobile swamp cooler for my garage so if i need to work on something when it's still hot out i just kick that thing on put it like 10 feet away from me and just work and All right. just sweat <laughs> so the, and the just, panic yeah. event was the <clears throat> panic event was what sold you on that you and kevin both drove the panic event what was what was that like for you honestly the track vibes like that track is that track's fun but just how everyone's so laid back up in that part of the country is just amazing comparatively to like some of the other places i've driven especially like down here in arizona very just lax relaxed everyone's just there to have a good time even if something breaks or something goes wrong like just the whole mindset's very different up in that part of the country that makes sense i was going to say when we were in arizona the one my only like real complaint was getting on the track to like go do media was super hard it was just like i had to stand there for 20 minutes like 25 minutes 40 minutes Kevin would go out and drift and then change his tires and then wait and be like, I'm heading out now. And I'm like, still waiting to just get out on track. (laughs) Those are rules imposed by the insurance of our particular home track. It's not really anything I have any say in. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. I get it. I get it. Media (laughs) people can do dumb things sometimes and put themselves in the way of harm, you know, needlessly to get a shot but at the same time i've gone to the us air i've gone to speed sports i've gone to medford for affinity circuit and you got media guys right up on the track like trying to get like panning shots of like cars which i think is awesome unfortunately we just can't we just can't do that here <clears throat> yeah i wonder yeah. if it's because you gotta play the this. cards you're adult you know yeah yeah i was gonna say like yeah. muscleman does app seem like a much more serious track as it is anyway compared to maybe some of the other tracks we've been to so that checks out it had that vibe to it, it had an air like it yeah. had a, a, a air of professionalism to yeah. it whereas like the sometimes when you're at another track yes a gentleman's race track it was very yeah uh, it's, there's point. definitely like <laughs> a hierarchy of the facilities and how well they're maintained and that sort of stuff to racetracks and muscle men's pretty high. Yes. Although, uh, when we yeah. were in Salt Lake, Kevin, it was, I mean, that, that was yeah. something else. That was, that was fully something else. But it had I mean, US, 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 AIR is nothing to, <laughs> to scoff about, you know? Yeah. I think no, it's it rad there, right? Honestly, yeah, the, pit like that, there's... the pit's very nice The like, the like, they had showers there. They had, you know, yeah, it was, that was a great facility too. That one was very uh, where's, professional. Where's this at? I mean, US Air. US Air. USA IR. Because that, it's actually, that's what it is. <laughs> Everyone just calls it US Air. I know, I know. Uh, I mean, honestly, Park was weird. It had those like sort of staged like pits. Like there's like, you know, like the, the yeah. paved ones. And it was kind of cool. It almost was like mountainous, but like obviously it's not. It's just like yeah, it's like almost areas. like you're, you're camping. Yeah, yeah, it's fully like, like campgrounds. It's fully like yeah. you're literally like yeah. Here's a here's enough spots to pit two cars, and then like an outcropping of trees, and then like you yeah, can pit, yeah. pit a couple other cars over here, and like yeah, it's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. They have nice facilities too, but yeah, the pits uh, gravel pits is obviously just a little bit of a of a you know a demerit, except for the fact that it is they are beautiful with the trees and everything, and like the you know it's like I mean. Kind of feels like you're camping. 
I mean, Muscle Man has gravel pits. Not oh, really? Rick though. When Rick's no, there, not he's Rick. on the yeah, pavement. Exactly. Uh, we are working on fix. Um, we are working on fixing that. We are trying to get all that, like where you pitted earlier this year. Um, yeah. All that will hopefully be paved at some point next year. Oof. Yeah, that was one thing you said that the guy, the the owner or whatever the manager of the track is, like very into maintaining the track and keeping it keeping it going and keeping it good. That's his big thing. Is the track gets resealed every two years. There's any pothole, any even edge that gets broken off that gets fixed very quickly. So the track itself is the main focus is the track and the, the track manager does a good job of keeping that up. And you you host an event there, a yearly event, bi-yearly event? So we host a yearly event. We did take a year off this year. Uh, we host me, uh, myself, myself, AJ, and... Uh, another local named Clayton. We host an event called Showdown. That sounds rad. Every February. Are you having it this February? Yes. Nice. Um, February 10th, 11th. Um, pretty much it's the one event a year that we do driver application invitation only. We bring a handful of pro drivers, prospect drivers, you know, um, just known drivers to come drive with people. Forrest Wang is actually local to us in Arizona. So he usually comes down and hangs out with us and does some driving and it's usually a good time. That sounds rad. <clears throat> so get your application. How do I apply? How do you get your applications yeah. in? <laughs> <laughs> Who do we email? Um, Can I do media? Message the showdown direct IG. Hmm. And okay. we have a handful of people that pick applicants for invitations. Nice. It is a style-based event. So no missiles, no half-done cars, no unpainted cars. Oh, well, thanks for following. I like how you got that instantly. Yeah, he's on it. That's oh, a real yeah, Gerard move to get that right away. Uh, <laughs> that does sound lovely. I like to hear when people are doing those things and and uh, pushing the things that they care about. Just trying to keep at least our local scene like up to up to par, like keeping keeping people like with complete cars, please make your car complete. Please make it not look terrible. Mm -hmm. Make the car look nice. If, if you want to drive this event, you have to have a nice car. If you don't, sorry. It feels like the more people push in that wagon, the more people are going to go towards it. I'm down with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously we're down with it. I, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you were around in drifting at that time, because you talked about how you're like, Oh, all these Arizona guys are making like pro-am cars and like, couldn't really you know it's it's a lot of money to build and get all the safety equipment that's up to date and all of that sort of stuff um and then you don't actually get to drive the car uh that was kind of like a thing for a while here too where that was the oh, yeah. only the only Huge. thing to work towards and that was sort of maybe before final boat came along and that like i think that was sort of why final boat came along as well as like because they wanted to show that that wasn't the only thing to work towards but like is there still pro-am down there what's the closest fd event for yeah. you guys so the closest FD event for us is Long Beach, but that's pro only. It's I don't think they do pro spec. We do have one or two pro spec drivers in Arizona. We do have a pro driver in Arizona. All anyone saw for a while before like final bout was they saw pro. They saw yeah. pro drivers driving at pro tracks, doing this, doing that. And so for a long time there, there's a lot of guys in Arizona trying to build pro-am cars, pro-spec cars, and, and just halfway through running out of money 
and then trying to go back to at least having a running car. And then the cars looked terrible and they weren't that good. And, you know, finally people have kind of started to realize like, hey, it's not really worth it to do that. Build a cool street car, throw some power at it, throw some angle at it, but still make it look decent, look cool and have fun with it. And don't break the bank doing it. It's a good way to live. You got some uh, serial nine parts on your car, yeah? Yes, I do. What serial nine parts are you running on your car? My JZX90 has shift knob, engine mount, the pull-up hydro. My my JZX100 has just shift knob. I have in a box somewhere in my my garage, I have a full serial nine angle kit that I just bought. Um, I'm just waiting to get some IS300 tension rods and i'm going to be putting that on the jzx 90 nice sick you also have the uh the wheel yeah. covers yeah yeah the, not the oh wheel yeah covers. i have the i think you had the first have, ones i have the uh hubcaps yeah i have, center the, caps. I have the center caps the first ones kevin said amazing almost uh, yeah. first definitely almost. definitely one of the first one of the first i was gonna say those ship with titanium bolts now they're upgraded yeah it looks Light, lightweight Ooh. yeah <laughs> to the titanium bolts yeah they do look cool. nice yeah we didn't even talk about your 100 did we a little we bit. talked about the 90 a bit why don't we did talk we about we haven't talked about either of his cars to be honest i mean if people didn't know who he was they would be like oh wow he has a jzx 90 jx 100 you could just tell us the spec of the jzx 90 and what's cool about it <laughs> where has it been um oof. so jzx 90 um, 93 Mark II. I have a local buddy to me that uh, imports cars for friends. So he brought this car in with me in mind. It's a original Tour V. It's an auto car that got a JZX 110 R154 swapped into it by Rossi in Japan before it came over. Kind of the thought process behind that is if it's originally an auto car and it's bone stock, it probably hasn't been beat on a whole lot. Yeah. So buy it, have it swapped before it comes over with a brand new JZX 110 and you have a running car. Since then, got it here, painted it, BN kit. Um, it's now bright purple. Um, yeah, it is. Ganador. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Ganador mirrors, BN kit. It's on 18-inch Meisters. Polished. Chrome. Polished. Polished. Meister polished from work meisters nice um <laughs> for, fortune auto coilovers currently a russian knuckle kit that i am going to be swapping to try out the serial nine kit and then uh it is fresh cylinder head mark four super cams usdm super cams you can grind them down they fit not on bbti one j's 550 cc yep pretty much <laughs> <laughs> 550 cc injectors link ecu provided by panic made garrett g30 660 six boost manifold it makes 400 horsepower at 17 18 pounds of boost and it's dead reliable so sounds real good uh, too yeah it's it's pretty fucking it's pretty wild sounding but it's honestly just a solid car ever never left me stranded and it has <laughs> been too Drifted here in Tucson, drifted in Phoenix, Arizona, drifted in Speed Sports in Houston, Texas. It's drifted at US Air for a couple of events. 
It's drifted at Finity and Medford, Oregon. That's about it so far. Is this your first drift car? Second drift car. What What was the predecessor? Predecessor was an, an R32 four-door. Nice, dude. That's uh, sick, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love those cars. Uh, that car is still floating around in the Bay Area somewhere in California. It was originally RB20 DET GTST four-door. I drifted the car for three, four years. It got pretty haggard. And I put it in the corner of my garage for like two years while I was building the X90. And uh, then I completely redid the car, repainted it, new kit, wide body, um, like overs. And I SR swapped it. And then I sold it shortly after. (laughs) Well, I remember that car. Yeah, I remember that car. Yeah. I don't remember that car. It sounds amazing, though. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, It was was pretty good. The 100 you got. Uh, I also have a Series 1 JZX100 Chaser imported by the same buddy that does importation for our friends group. It was also originally an auto car that was JZX110 R154 swapped by Rosti. It is currently on stance coilovers, chrome Minervas, Car Modify Wonder front and sides, and OE rear lip. And then uh, it's on PowerFC, bolt-ons, makes like 300 horsepower, 280, something like that. And that's kind of my street car, still has AC, tinted windows. It's just a nice car to drive around, go get groceries in, take to work on Saturdays, that sort of thing. That's cool. So the 90s, pretty much specifically the drift car. Yeah, that's the, uh, so when I do do local events here, I bring both out just so I can have fun. But the 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 purple the purple JVX ninety is that's uh, I'm trying to go fast and go sideways and creep up on people. How do you bring both cars? Uh, I drive back and forth to my house. He lives real close. <laughs> Get someone to take him I home. Live, I live I live fifteen minutes from the track. Oh, that's pretty sick, man. I was like, he just so, like have yeah. a two car trailer. Or he just like. One hand out one car, you know, like when you ride two bikes. <laughs> yeah. Like a person um, with two bikes. Crackhead style. Yeah. Well, like, um, I do have, have a two-car trailer, but that's for long trips. If someone wants to jump on and pay for half the gas, cool. If not, I take both cars. That's pretty sick. That is sick. <laughs> yeah. Where's your Worst problems to have, yeah. But, uh, yeah. What, what years your uh, Dodge, your Cummins? 15. Oh, okay, cool. That's a 6.7 then, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, is it deleted? Yeah, 6.7. Nope. Bone stock. Oh, wow. Oh, crazy. I have not had, it is not deleted. I haven't had a single injector or DEF failure. Thing's yeah. got 180K on it, 180,000 miles on it. That truck has gone all over the country. I always thought people deleted those things primarily because uh, the six seven seemed to make so much less uh, power and the fuel economy went down. But when you deleted it, the fuel economy went astronomically higher and you made like significantly more torque and power and stuff. So I haven't looked that far into it. The main reason, at least here in Arizona, why people delete it is just because they're all scared of the DEF system. The, mm. the stuff that cleans all the soot. Typically, from what I've seen from a lot of other people, is like right around 100 to 120K. That system fails, and, 
uh, just it doesn't work anymore. And it costs like five grand to like fix all that. Five yeah. grand US. But I love that I got you to start putting the 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 like miles per hour and USD <laughs> on everything. I know. I'm the happiest boy. I'm, I'm the sorry. happiest I'm boy sorry. now. No, apologize. <laughs> it's the best. Um, I mean, on on the freeway, just like driving the truck by itself, I get 20 miles to the gallon in that truck. I don't mm-hmm. know how much more you could really ask for out of a 9,000 pound truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's better than my truck. <laughs> What's well, you're trying um, to race everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Towing, towing the... his gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, a lot true. of things there. A lot of things on that. <laughs> a lot of variables infinity. on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Towing, towing the two car loaded. I mean, it's roughly twelve thousand pounds on the back of that truck. I'd get twelve to fourteen miles to the gallon. There you go. Now we're talking. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's a Two cars and we deal a big trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the realm. Good. Good. Hey, uh, tomorrow <laughs> is uh, Thanksgiving in the United States of America, oh, yeah. where, where Rick lives. America. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't it be fun if we went around the circle and said what everybody's Who thankful, thankful for? for? <laughs> <laughs> Gerard, what are you thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful for my health, and I'm thankful for my friends, and I'm thankful for people like Rick that buy Serial 9. Hey, Kevin, what are you yeah. thankful for? Um, thankful for direct port nitrous injection and four-core <laughs> intercoolers and ball-bearing turbos and titanium valve springs. Brand of the car gods. Holy shit, I've never even heard of those. <laughs> uh, how does one even follow that? Uh, good. Rick, is this a thing? Do you sit around and say what you're thankful for on Thanksgiving? Do you, does, do you and the people in your life do that? Uh, no, it's uh, fine if no. you don't. We no, also we have thanks. Okay. <laughs> we have Thanksgiving in Canada, and it's a nice section. We do? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> It's yeah. different though. We had it is different. Yeah, we had it, yeah, we we had it a month ago. The time is different, but isn't Thanksgiving Thanksgiving? Are we thankful for different shit? Or are we well, we have ours reason? for. I feel like we have ours for a different reason. Yeah, we don't have the pilgrims landing on Plymouth Rock for us. I don't. So believe. we're okay. So we're not. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah what is this to do with uh, the harvest? I think. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Good old farm boys. You should know that, Jared. You're from Manitoba. There ain't no farms in Manitoba, bro. Just fucking fish and <laughs> forest. And There's none by berries. Brandon. What the fuck would they grow, man? It's all. Snow. Apparently, uh, it was a. It's a. It was a proclamation stating it was a day of general thanksgiving to the Almighty God for a bountiful harvest, which Canada has been blessed with, to be observed on the second Monday in October. Yeah, yeah so it's we about. Do it's ours about. In October. It's, it's about our harvest. Maybe our growing season ends earlier than your guys. So. <laughs> well, they have Plymouth Rock though as well. That whole thing, right? That whole thing, yeah. That whole bit. Hey, Rick, what well, do you teach us about that? For? Come on, teach us about American Thanksgiving, yeah, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a bad teacher. Yeah. Um, so it gets a little bit hazy, I think. You know, you don't want to necessarily. Anyway. Um. Yeah. All right. 
Do you want to say what you're thankful for, or do you want to talk about Black Friday? <laughs> <laughs> Black Friday. Black uh, Friday. Uh, like Gerard said, I am thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my friends, and I'm thankful for, uh, uh, you know, JZXs and cool stuff to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm thankful that uh, I get to hang out with y'all. Y'all are great. Even though Gerard's looking at a manual for something right now. What is that? <laughs> My wife just bought this thing. The fucking treadmill. It's like a walk. Uh, yeah, it's a treadmill, it's a but treadmill, it's like those yeah. ones that go in your office. It looks like a oh. treadmill just doesn't have a, an arm holder, like a, um, like a thing for your hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they so have, well, they have a name for these things, though. Yeah, she's got a standing desk and stuff. So I think they have a name. Oh, so yeah, if you have a standing desk and that thing, okay, yeah, I get it. Walking yeah, something. Yeah, yeah it's got. Oh, a, that's got to get a name for it. I've seen a few of those in my day. I've seen people do that stuff. It's funny because she's like, she's like, I'm just gonna get one off Marketplace or whatever, and she's like, they're all the same fucking price. So she just bought a brand new one off Amazon and it showed up. So you have to like go and pick it up and this and that. Yeah, I got a funny Marketplace story today. <laughs> Oh, okay. Go on. All right. So, you know, my last house had like a minuscule lawn. So I just bought the most, you know, basic cheap ass lawn equipment, plug in mower, like a Sun Joe Amazon special. It's like a hundred bucks or something, you know, like a works fucking trimmer. Yard like works. Some sh- yeah. Like, no, it yeah. works. Like W-O-R-X. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, uh, the fucking some black and decker blower or whatever. So, so I've been in my new house for like almost two years and I was like, okay, like I cleaned up the shop the other day. I was like, man, I still have this garbage. I like should probably try to sell it. So I posted it all up like hella cheap, right? Like the mower 70 bucks, trimmer 40 bucks, like blower, fuck, I don't know, 20 bucks. Cause I look at the new prices and I'm like, man, the thing's only 40 bucks new. Like what the fuck am I going to sell this for? <laughs> so I ended up giving away the trimmer and the, and the, and the blower. Man, I couldn't get rid of this fucking mower. Every every person's like, oh yeah, like blah blah. This one guy was gonna come and get it, and then he's like, you do you have the charger for it? I'm thinking, bro, it's fucking forty dollars. It ain't no rechargeable goddamn mower. Like it's a plug-in mower. You plug it in with a cord. <laughs> so, anyways, organize this guy to come check it out today. He's all stoked. He's like, you know, it's thirty bucks at this point. I'm just like, I don't even give a fuck. I'll I'll give it away. I just want it out of my shop. <laughs> But I put 30 bucks. So anyways, this guy's arranged. He's coming to get it. He comes up. And he was actually right at 8.30, right before I came here. That's what I was doing. So he comes and I, I bring it out. And he's like, oh, yeah, something, something. He's like, where's the cord? I'm like, cord's right here. Like, show him the, like, receptacle for the fucking plug. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but where's the cord? Yeah, like, like, man, this is the just fucking a lawnmower. cord. <laughs> like, what yeah, you, you need to buy your own extension cord. Yeah. <laughs> well, he know. And then he goes, he goes, oh, it's not electric? And I'm like. Dude, it's electric. You plug it in. He's like, oh, you plug it in? I'm like, he's like, my sister has a rechargeable mower. I'm like, yeah, man, not for $30. Like, these people are fucking so stupid. And then I'm like, yeah, man, even new, like, the cheapest one's probably, like, four or 500 bucks, like, at least, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to I'm gonna fully just, like, make this guy buy this thing. I'm like, look, man, like, how big's your lawn? You know, like, full salesman spec. And then... <laughs> Cause he was totally like putting his money back in his pocket and shit. And then, so I fully salesmaned him into buying this mower that he didn't want anymore for 30 <laughs> full price, 30 bucks. And I was like, yeah, fucking see you later. Close the door. Bye. Like, yeah. Bye. Podcast. <laughs> so funny. He's like, Oh, he's outside uh, right now. I'm, yeah. I'm already here. Like, like, uh, I'm already here. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Dude probably drove for like 30 minutes to come yeah. see it too. You know what I mean? Like, 
Sorry, bro. I mean, it says Sanjo 14 inch more. You can Google that shit. Like, yeah, it says electric mower. It doesn't say battery powered mower. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yo, I got the fuck. I got a mower, man. It was like a thousand dollars. Like, it's not, those things are not fucking a hundred bucks. Like, there's no mower <laughs> that's like rechargeable and gonna, gonna mow an actual lawn for fucking 200 bucks. Rick's like, what's a lawn? <laughs> <laughs> Nope. It's like, and why are we talking about it for so long? <laughs> yeah, it's like the twenty-minute lawn. Story. Thought we were going to talk about cars. <laughs> twenty-minute marketplace story, not yeah, lawn. Yeah, right? not the marketplace story. Oh, it's about car parts because this is a car podcast. No, Gerard wants to talk about a goddamn electric lawnmower. No, it's just this dumbass that's trying to fucking. This is marketplace is so ridiculous, right? It's yeah. Marketplace hey, is it any is better? So ridiculous. Marketplace is terrible. Okay, it's universal. Oh. That's good to know. Yeah, I think it was... it's the things that oh, we no. can all relate to that join us together. Really, it's true. in unity. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, unionized and marketplace idiots. Yeah, Another, yeah, so yeah, one yeah. more quick story. Oh, quick story. <laughs> so I'm selling <laughs> a fucking twenty dollar brake disc off my mountain bike. So this guy messages me. He's like, "Okay, so you know, it's twenty bucks." Then I'm like, "Dude, I don't give a fuck. You can." I'm come surprised you're like willing to do this amount of work for twenty bucks. No, I just want to it's get rid of it. I don't even care. Like, I just want it gone. Put it in the like, garbage gone. then, you know? Oh, I'm either going to throw it away. But anyways, you know, if I make 20 bucks. Someone might cool. use it. Yeah. yeah. It might Reduce, be, reuse, recycle. Literally brand new. Three R's. Anyway, so, so he sends me these two bikes, and he's like, oh, I converted this one. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. He's like, I'm going to be working in Surrey. Yeah, I'm going to be working in Surrey. I'll see if I can make it out there. Like, hey, sure, man. Like, just let me know when you can come, you know? And then... So then he sends me this big long text. Oh, I don't know. The job didn't work out. Like telling me his life story. And then he sends me two videos of somebody playing the guitar. And he's like, <laughs> maybe you can appreciate some talent. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, all right, man. Like, just message me when you want the break rotor. Like, fucking. All hell. right. I want you to know. I, I like that, that story. Uh, that story. I like that story. <laughs> oh, man. Send you but I want you to know, Jerry, yeah, don't, that's don't. not far off from being friends with you. You just send me the weirdest fucking videos, and you're like, good night, Ryan. And it's like, <laughs> you sent me a video that's, of a That's kid. the thing now. I just like, when I end up on the weirdest, craziest, like, Instagram video, I'm like, I'm sending this to Ryan saying good night. <laughs> it's like three in the morning. I'm like, Oh wait! I woke up and I was just like, one was a kid drinking out of a toilet, and I was like, "What the (laughs) fuck?" Anyway, y'all send send you a video. I get where Gerard's coming from though, because I will sell anything and everything on Facebook Marketplace just for twenty bucks, because the turbo kit that's on the whole turbo and refresh that's done on the JZX ninety, half of that was paid for by selling just junk JZX parts. To like everyone in the U.S., bumpers yeah. to Rhode Island, headlights to like California and Washington. Like nice. all of a sudden, nice. I had like three. I had like three, four grand sitting in my bank account. Yeah, that's sick. To like go towards turboing, like putting a big, putting a medium sized single on the JZX ninety. Huh. Oh, I like, I like how you, any of those. I like how you backed up there. You're like a uh, medium sized single. Medium. Yeah, medium size <laughs> single. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. not get ourselves. Here. And, no, I got, I got a big people sent you, How many of those people sent you videos of the, of someone playing a guitar as a follow up? Well, it was obvious the guy he was talking to. You could tell, like, oh, maybe None someone would appreciate that. talent. Like, you know, it's obviously him. 
is feeling underappreciated. Like, yeah, I just like I didn't even reply, man. I was just like, yeah, I, oh, that's Jerry, the move. Oh no, Kevin, why did you send me this? You piece of garbage. <laughs> I'm watching it too. Yeah, I sent it to all you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was going to say, the funniest thing is the difference between... So Gerard sends me the most disturbing, weirdest shit. And then my... I was thinking about this today because I was like, man, I get a lot of Macho Man videos in my algorithm. <laughs> and it's because I send so many to Kevin. <laughs> and he sends me Macho Man. I haven't, I haven't gotten one from you in a long time. I haven't, I haven't seen no, Macho uh, Man on my feed or anything in a long time either. Oh, I think I sent it to... An, I, I saw another one. Maybe I didn't send it to oh, you. You sent it to another I, Kevin. No, didn't I send you the one where it was Macho Man and Hulk Hogan both doing it? And I was like, Macho yeah. Man's way better at way this better, than Hulk yeah. Hogan? Yeah. yeah. That's the fun fact about me. I love Macho Man <laughs> promotional clips. Anyway, yeah. uh, he's just so good. He's like a goddamn poet. And then when you watch Hulk Hogan do it, you're like, oh, no, Macho Man is very gifted at what he's doing. His vocation. Glad we had this talk that made right? no sense to cars. Yeah. <laughs> It's just so funny. <laughs> My thing is like I I've started to do this. It's like I'll be oh. will I'll sell one thing at a time on Facebook Marketplace, so that I only have to deal with like answering questions about one thing or meet trying to arrange meetups for one thing. And once I sell that thing, then I'll just list one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I usually try to just like I really love the sort of action, but it's just not like ever satisfying until you actually make that sort of sale. And it's funny because when I go back, so it's a like, drug for Gerard. It's a bit of a high. Items, it's like actually like a lot of I've sold a lot of shit on there. There's keeping track. Interesting. I always delete Can, it. I oh. delete the ad every time. I've never sold anything. It, or you mean because instead of archiving it? Yeah, I just go delete the ad, and it's like, why do you want to delete the ad? And then I say, none of your business, and then it's not <laughs> it's not there anymore. <laughs> uh, Kevin, didn't you get once get propositioned for sex over Marketplace? I, I don't really know what that was, but yeah, I feel like there was something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what? I had purchased something off of someone, so like we, ha you know how you can like look back in your Marketplace chats. Yeah. And then yeah, they were like they were messaging me some like weird ass shit, like and like after yeah. you bought it or sold it, like a year later after I bought it, or like yeah. What did you buy? Yeah. Uh, it was like a painting. painting. It was like a painting from like a street artist. And he needed money. Yeah, it was like the the Instagram like liaison to talk to him to meet up to get the art was like his girlfriend. And yeah, it was her who was messaging me and like sent me some photos and was like, yeah, like come give me money and fuck me. <laughs> it's like, no, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. You for that entire year that you... <laughs> After you bought the painting, she's like, oh, that guy was so hot. Like, No, I think you were right the first time. It was more like, yo, they, like, really needed money. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> that guy's got money. Street art. Some serious swagger. You were probably the cleanest looking guy that bought anything from them. And then they were <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's not not possible. Uh, yeah. All right. They're like, yo, that, that uh, you know, that CEO, that executive, reach out to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah great hey that reminds me i don't know if this is interesting but i want to tell you guys before i forget and then i'll ask you a question i found out today that there was a tech company in vancouver that had a company car and it was a ford 
to Reno and they would let employees take it out and drive it around the city. But you weren't allowed to take it out on like the sea to sky or anything because they said it was too unreliable. So they had this like company car that had like their logo on it and people like the recruiter would take it out and drive offers to people to be like, Oh, you accepted the offer. Let me drive you around to this old Ford Torino. And I was really tired and grumpy this morning and I just couldn't wrap my head around why any of that was plausible. Is the Ford Torino the right car for that? For, for the Ford Torino is not a right car for anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. I mean, whenever I hear that, I just think of Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah racist Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it and seems like a to... weird vehicle. But I also, like... I, I kind of get it. It's like, oh, I have a fucking brewery. I'm going to get like this yeah. weird old panel van. Or like, oh, I have like this tech company and I'm going to get like a 19, like 60s Volkswagen bus. And like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. interesting yeah. vehicles are good marketing. Yeah, they just kind of like try to make it weird or whatever you know it wasn't that weird though but they did put a like kind of like a silhouetted picture of it on a shirt and that's how i found out about it and it was like i survived the torino and i was like yo what the fuck is that and they explained it to me it's like it's fine i mean i I don't know it's kind of cool like it'd be cool if you're like your your work is just like hey here we have this like weird car you could just like drive around if you want but you can't drive it around too much because it was unreliable and they said they spent a lot of money on maintenance on it, but it still always broke. And you couldn't take it anywhere fun to drive it. But I mean, you but, could have fun driving it one foot, you know? Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I guess. If you drive like I drive. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That is true. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Someone wrote in and Rick, I think it'll be fun. You can answer as well. We'll all do it. Here we <laughs> we'll go. We'll all do it. IS300JZS161 is wrote in and said, Hey, Ryan, I'm a longtime listener. Love the podcast. I have a question. What do you guys think of simulator drift setups? Do you think they are a useful tool for someone who wants to get into drifting? Let's go with Rick. Actually, I can actually speak on that now. Too. Yeah, but why don't we go with Rick? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. We'll go with Rick and then okay. me and then Gerard. So and then me. Okay. So nah. I have never played a simulator for drifting. I've never done it. I mean, I guess I just they weren't around when like I got into drifting. So it's just like I had to learn the hard way, I guess. Um, from what I've seen, it could be fifty percent translatable to the real thing. Um, but I've never used one, so that's my answer. I don't know. Ryan? Oh, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate that. Uh, Kevin and I went in for Matt Peterson, Kevin's half-brother's half birthday party. We went and drove uh, uh, at a simulator place, and I thought we were going to do drifting, and I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clue in. I'm going to figure it out. Why? I wanted to learn. It's incredibly hard. Anyways, go on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, doesn't anyway. And then the first time we got on the sim, I jumped on, and it was like a weird steering wheel. And I 
don't understand anything. I'm like, arcade games, you just go full out. You're just like, you don't do anything, never lift, and like immediately drove off track. Steering wheel like goes buck and like kind of cuts up my thumb a bit on it when it like spins around. Anyway, it was a whole fucking thing. I was like, oh, okay. Those like non-round wheels when like they force feedback, it was so violent. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, yeah, and... uh, and as we did it more, I was like, oh, this is like very useful. And I've listened to things and heard people talk about it. And apparently drift simulators are very transferable skill set. Like it'll carry you over. I mean, is what I've heard. But I don't know. But I would be all about it if I had the following things. Uh, the income to support buying a sim and the space to house a, a, a simulator, I would I would do it. And I would probably try to figure out drifting that way before going to the racetrack at this point. That's my take. Kevin, what do you think? Um, like Rick and Ryan, I have had zero sim drifting experience, so uh, that's why I wanted Gerard to go last. Um I would very much like to try it. Um, you know, they've had the like the sim drifting world champion hop into like FD pro level car and absolutely shred right away. I've heard it's very easy to go from the sim to the car. Um, it's not the easiest going the other way around because you don't feel the G's, you don't feel the speed, you don't have those sort of outside influences, and you really have to be aware of like visual indicators of where to initiate, where to break, where to do all those sorts of things. And then, yes, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's dope. I'd like to build one because yeah, like, I don't know, it, it would be sick to be able to virtually drive all these tracks that you'd love to drive. And then you would or, know the tracks at least. Exactly. Or same thing. It's like you go, you go on that. drift week and you've already driven the tracks. Like, like the first time at every track for me was like, all right, like, drive around the track, like figure out where the track even goes. Like I remember studying the the layout of one of the, I, it was muscle man. I remember like studying the layout of muscle man, like the overhead or like the drawing view of the track layout. And then we got there, it went the opposite way that I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, there's that. Your whole mind's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, we go that way. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a useful skill, useful tool. Uh, I guess I'm last. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, some limited uh, experience on sim drifting. Both of my experiences were basically the fucking same. Uh, I hop on, and I'm watching like my buddies absolutely fucking shred on these things. And I'm thinking, man, that looks so fun. You know, it looks so easy. It looks so easy. I hop on, and like, yeah, no, no, man, the shit is unbelievably hard. Like, like I think I got five successful drifts. Like, actually, even just like getting the car to drift and being able to hold it like at, on at Alex's place. And I was there for two hours. Like, I mean, I wasn't drifting for two hours, but like, like, you know, we were driving this car and driving that car and then he was showing me and then Dominic was playing and, you know, like it was a lot of that, but like, even after like an hour, I kind of got it a bit. Uh, but then we switched to VR and holy fuck, man, the VR really fucked me up. It was so crazy. Like I didn't, I drifted VR for a little bit, but then he's like, yo, you got to try the F1 car in Nürburgring. And then I just like got so dizzy. I just absolutely had to stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, the drifting was really cool. He had a pretty good setup. It's got, you know, like a proper handbrake is, you know, Fanatec. Uh, it was definitely like the best sim setup I've been on. 
And uh, I absolutely want to, because I, I have very limited seat time. Uh, you know, I have, I've been quote unquote drifting for like a ma many, many years, but like I, I definitely drift the least out of anybody I know for sure. And I've had these like stupid ass time periods where like, I don't have a car, like before the Aristo, I didn't drive for like eight years. And then after it crashed the Aristo, now it's been like, you know, three or four years or some stupid shit. And it's like, I could have just been sim drifting the whole time or driving as G30. I could have literally been doing anything besides not driving. And uh, that would have been helpful. But the sim drifting, obviously, I stay up so fucking late anyways, I could get an hour of driving in at least every night, probably. Yeah, I talked to, I was went out for a beer with like a high school buddy recently and he was just like, all right, you know, like I've always wanted to do it and like, what's the cheapest I can get into drifting? And we talked about sim drifting too. And, uh, you know, and his brother has a sim setup and he was like, I'm like, you know, get a G35 and that's basically, you, you know, all you need. And then I'm like, but if you crash that G35 once, you know, like you got to deal with all that. You could crash that G35 3,500 times in the sim and it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. So there's definitely that too, but and there's some sick ass cars, man. He was, we were on a set and he had like literally all these car packs and man, I was driving like a, like a 500 horse JZX 90. I drove Saito's like 800 horse JZX 100. Like, you know, you could drive like a pretty basic JZX and they all drove differently. Like even me not being able to drift, I could fully feel like, you know, like the power band was accurate, the way they turned the speed in which they, so like the angle kit, you could fully feel like all the differences. I just couldn't drive them. But yeah, like for example, my son, Dominic, he's 10, uh, he hopped on and not like he was drifting or whatever, but like, like guaranteed if he had that from now till whatever, like he'd be fucking great at driving. Like he fully was like getting it. Like I was like, oh man, like I got to get this kid a sim more than myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, it's about the next generation. I think Gucci was saying the person that I listened on a podcast, I think. And it was like the person. You listen to other podcasts? You're, I listen to tons on of the podcasts. Serial podcast nine. God, I bro. mostly listen to comedy podcasts, if I'm being very honest. But sometimes I listen to other car podcasts. And I think Gucci was saying that there was the person that like coming up that he would put in the seat after him is someone that has done a ton of sim experience and then has been able to translate that into driving. And it said like just streets ahead of everybody else at that at that point for like experience. Mm -hmm. Gerard, it is uh, surprising to me that you don't already have a sim, especially because everything feels different. I do wonder if you would worry about how the, you'd want like turn signals on there and if they would <laughs> properly simulate turn signals on each different car, the throw, <laughs> you know, uh, so you have to figure like, that out. Yeah, I, to be honest, like, yeah, it's, it, it is a bit of a money thing. Like I, I blew my disposable income budget on two bicycles this year. And, uh, that probably would have easily been a really nice sim drift setup or sim drift, drift sim setup. But I like to ride bikes and I like to, you know, jump off. Stuff yeah. And, <laughs> so <laughs> and well, that was what I bought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, crack your ribs, not doing that on the sim. When we did the sim thing, I was like, man, Gerard would love this. And obviously you did it because it was just like, pick any wild car and then just drive yeah. it. And, and that seemed to be the thing. Uh, as a side, I thought it was really funny because Matt was like, can we do Rainbow Road? So we drove F1 cars on Mario Kart 64 yes. Rainbow Road. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> anyway, yeah, cool. 
All right. I feel bad because it's getting late for Rick. It's got mm-hmm. the it's biggest so holiday. I'm good. What are your plans tomorrow? The coming up, though. Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Is Jessica uh, going to bird on or what? Just do family stuff. Do you have a big family or a small family? Small family. Hang out with my mom and a couple other people and call it a day. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, Thanksgiving yeah. is like the biggest holiday in the U.S., right? Christmas? Oh, well, Fourth of July? Fourth of July is pretty big. I would say Christmas and then <clears throat> Thanksgiving. Oh, really? And then probably Fourth of July after that. Uh, I was talking to... Holiday be bigger than Christmas, right? Well, let me yeah. explain, Gerard. Hang on, everyone. <laughs> I was actually talking to another person today that's originally from Maine and has lived in Florida and all over the U.S., and then I've talked to people in Washington, and they they told me, and maybe this isn't universal, but they said that Thanksgiving tends to be the biggest because you get the generally get the most days off with it. It's always uh, on a Thursday, and then people will sometimes take the Friday and the Monday following. So it is in the United States of America. The but yeah, whereas Christmas you only get. Christmas Day off in the U.S. Is that right? If like most people, not everyone, not you specifically. Yeah. So it's a bit of a different times. Like the the time span was a bit different for. When I was in off. Portland, they were saying that the kids in school had this whole week off. Yeah, well, that's wild. Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. See, that's why I was wondering if you know. Anyway, but it's nice to hear an alternative so i appreciate that is there anything else we would like to cover before we because we have been we've been going for about two hours is there anything else you guys want to cover anything you feel like we've missed rick is there anything you want to add is there anything you want to get off your chest shout to the rafters in your garage build cool cars stop trying to build pro-am cars yes i love that Great. Yeah, or yeah, if but, you're going to build a pro-am car, build a cool pro-am car. <laughs> you know what? That. Rick, came, Rick came in there for the motherfucking win is what he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good talking to you, man. I think it was cool. I like your cars, and I would love to drive with you this year. Okay. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I would assume. Are you, it's are you driving it? Yeah, are you driving a final boat? Um, so... I have started a new team with uh, my roommate and the guy that has actually been importing our cars for us. We are planning on doing a feeder event for Final Bout if they're doing that same thing this year. So maybe we're going to try. We'll see. See how much. It's pretty far for you guys. How far is it for you guys? So if if we do a feeder event, we'll probably. Yeah. Uh, if we do a feeder event, we'll probably end up at Speed Sport because that's typically where they've been going for the last couple of years. And that then, track looks uh, fun. The track is fun. It is low speed, but it makes for great close tandems because it is low speed. Yeah. Tucson to Wisconsin is roughly 30 hours. Oh, wow. I meant uh, so, West. Yeah. Find about West. Oh, I meant that one. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're going to final about final about. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Like it's the ten year anniversary. We talked talked about like oh. maybe going and it would be sweet. But yeah, I, I, ten I year anniversary for, for final, final about. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, I better get that goddamn car done. Because I was like, if we do the final boat in Oregon, <laughs> I'm taking the blit. Yeah, would be the best. So final about Oregon is roughly twenty hours to twenty two hours for us. Wow. So realistic. 
speed sports is only about 11 to 12 hours drive for me. So realistically, if we're going to do a feeder event to get to final bout seven, if they do that this year, um, speed sports would probably be where we would go just mm. money wise. What's yeah, it called? That speed makes sport. Sense. What speed sport, speed sports, motorsport, motorsport park, <laughs> speed sport, motorsport park. Yeah. Too much. Speed Sport Racing Park, I think is what it's called. There, there, oh, no, there no, that's something else. There that's in is. Houston. That's in Texas. So yeah, no, that's not it. Yeah, that's the one. That's oh, the one, oh, Texas. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's okay. it. That's it. It would be cool to go to Texas because so, I want to see a, a bucket. That for us is a 11. <laughs> that for us is 11 to 13 hour drive. I keep forgetting where Arizona is. For some reason, I always thought Arizona is like in between Cali and us, but then I was like, no, that's like, that's like, that's Oregon or some shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant no, like, that's not Nevada. <laughs> no, I meant like beside Oregon, obviously. Like I know the coast. Well, that's Idaho. That's Idaho. Oh, no, I had that whole shit pulled out. Where Oregon, Nevada is below. Nevada's Oregon. beside. It's be, Nevada's beside California. Yeah, it's between yeah, California is, and Utah. Yeah, it is yeah, in between. Yeah. If you make a beeline. Yeah, but you can definitely hit Vegas from there. Okay, so then. Isn't fucking Texas? Where the hell's Texas? All to the way. right of Arizona. Oh, Texas is oh, <laughs> Texas is way more central than I thought it was, man. I thought it's Texas also was fucking way huge. Like, yeah, te- Texas is like the Mexican Gulf. Like it's all Texas is also on the East Coast, basically. Yeah, that's. I thought Texas was way further east. That's nuts, man. Holy shit. Okay, that's like driving so, to Winnipeg. So from where I'm at in Arizona, it takes roughly four to five hours to get to El Paso. And then oh, wow. from there, the rest the rest of the trip is just to get to Houston. So it's like eight what's to the, ten hours just to get the. What's the uh, geography like on that drive? Like, what does Texas look like from fucking El Paso to Houston? It's completely flat. Wow, I mean, it looks pretty. It is big, so boring. It is so <laughs> boring, but it is also like probably one of the more scary drives because El Paso to San Antonio is flat land and there's deer that run across the road in the oh yeah night. that's the worst man <laughs> yeah you don't want that's that um so the drift kevin the drift week that you were on um yeah. my buddy clayton has a z4m that car got totaled on, on drift week three driving through there he hit a deer at like 80 like 70 miles an hour yeah oh, shit i saw photos yeah, okay. of that <laughs> Yeah, he's fine. Bought the car back from insurance and put it back together. Um, crazy. And then when I went to Speed Sports for with Matt Panic for their New Year's Eve event, the first one that they did, I woke up in the middle of the night with Matt driving my truck, and there were three deer in the middle of the freeway at like 70 miles an hour, <laughs> like right in front of us. Jesus. <laughs> The United States is, uh, it just seems, I, it, it, like, it just seems very big. I know that it's about the, you know, Canada is also very big. But as Kevin always says, most of our cities are, like, within 200 kilometers from the border or, like, something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like weird to look at. It's, it's even, weird to it's look at that. It's even closer than that. It's, like, 50% of Canadians live within, like, 30 kilometers of the border. Yeah. And there's like really? another weird thing where they'd like have a line and it's uh, 
at the top of California and they draw it across the states. And it's like over 50% of the of Canadians live below that line. Because on the East Coast, Toronto and Montreal and Ottawa are so far south that the because the border dips down at the Great Lakes that yeah, like yeah. and that many people live over there that so like when we have a federal election, it's already decided before we've even cast our votes because we don't have enough people to sway the sway the vote yeah. anyway. Got it. That's the end of it. Yeah, that's the end yeah, of it. Yeah, Ottawa. Ottawa <laughs> is kind of voted. in line with Portland. Yeah, Ottawa is in line with Portland almost, which is very interesting. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like this has turned into geography, which I also very enjoy. <laughs> all of this, it'd be great to uh, go to all of these places. I was thinking now, I have, a little bit of me is a little has because Kevin, your thing last year was like kind of collecting racetracks. I don't know if you're still on that or not, but I have, with, with, I have a whole sheet. <laughs> and now a little bit of me is also like on how, collecting, like going to all these different places and seeing the different things. And yeah, you got to collect anyway. memories, man. That's all there is. Collect memories. Yeah. I want to go to a Bucky's with Kevin is what I want to do. Dude, I want to go to a Bucky's. Bucky's. We've been I've never Bucky's been to a Bucky's. Haven't we? What did we go to Bucky's on our trip to? It's only no, they're only, in, we they're only in the south. Oh, okay. Then was another Rick. Huge... Help us out. Where are they? I don't know because I don't have buckies either in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were in Texas. Usoyus is on the border. Yeah, I didn't know that. Jeez, oh, we're yeah, just man. looking at maps. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> it's so fucking wild. Anyways. All right. Yeah, okay. I live. I live literally five minutes from the border, eh, Rick. I live like the border is walking distance from my house. Pretty crazy. Perfect. When I need a JZS 171, I'm gonna hit you up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep it here. I got one for you. It's already Perfect. six feet. I know you. I know you do. <laughs> we have lots All of right. them. You want a you want a wagon? You want a sedan? You want a white one? You want Oof. a gray one? You want a black yeah. one? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. You want a green? Oh, you want, a, you want a, a really really dark green one? I think we've covered all of our bases from A to Z. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rick. It was really great for you to hang out and talk to us about geography and road racing yeah. and drifting and then some more geography. <laughs> Marketplace ads with Gerard is a fun segment. Uh, conversion anyway. ratios. Yeah. Conversion yeah, ratios. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Uh, I'm just really glad that we got to spend time chatting. Uh, when we were in Arizona, I felt like I didn't get to spend enough time hanging out with you as I wanted to. So I'm glad that you agreed to come on the podcast. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, next time you're in Tucson. Yeah. Downtown is not, is not two hours away. So you can come have beers with me and AJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I, if I had anybody else to drive the car, I, I probably would have, you know, but I had to drive <laughs> and I had to drive from Tucson to LA the next day. I know. Yeah. And then no. And then drift at Horse Thief Mile the next day. And then it Grange the next day. And then it Grange no, again. Had, was it Grange? Oh, it was. And then I a day off. It was a it was a lot. Fun, but it was a lot, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. That was probably one of like my takeaways too, where I was like, Yeah, if I if I could take turn back time, I'd I would have gone out. <laughs> Yeah, that was my big regret. I was like, oh, I really wanted to hang out with AJ and Rick and go have Arizona beer. Um, 
yeah. So anyway, hey, happy Thanksgiving. I hope happy you have a glorious everyone. day tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, yeah. All right. Until next time. Thank you. We'll check you on the flip side. Till we meet again, Bye. my friend. Bye. Keep the rubber side See down. You guys. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.